And a very good Sunday morning to you, Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us, Steven Strom. Another one-run victory for the Miami Marlins. one nothing. Brilliant performance from Braxton Garrett. The bullpen, phenomenal job. And then John Birdie delivered in the clutch. But as always, for the recap, here's your voice in the Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, the Miami Marlins have their 15th one-run victory of the season this afternoon in San Francisco, California. Game two of this three-game weekend series belongs to the Marlins, and they beat the Giants this afternoon by a final score of one to nothing. This is the Miami Marlins' 10th inning show. Kyle Seeloff and Kelly Sacco with you. For the Marlins this afternoon, one lone run comes courtesy of John Birdie after the Miami Marlins make the San Francisco Giants pay for the error to lead off the eighth inning by J.D. Davis this afternoon. It is John Birdie's one-out RBI single in the eighth inning that proves to be the difference maker here today. But Kelly, and as Kelly Sacco rejoins us now, um, the story has got to start and stop with Braxton Garrett on the mound. A night after Sandy Alcantara struggled once again, Braxton Garrett did the darn thing. He has been terrific for these Miami Marlins this season. Six and a third innings of shutout baseball, retired 19 of the final 20 Giants he faced, allowed just a lone hit, one walk, and eight strikeouts. And it was something that he had his eye on when he came into this game. He was focused on trying to be sharper deep into games. That's something that he was able to accomplish here today. And he ended the game with just 76 pitches, worked very efficiently, mixing up his pitches, keeping the Giants hitters off balance. And one of the things that led to this success here today and allowed him to be so efficient is getting ahead of hitters. And that's what he did consistently throughout the game. Season high in six and a third, tied a season high in eight strikeouts, allowed just one hit. He was fantastic. Don't and forget the lone hit came leading off the bottom of the first inning. And after that, and outside of a one-out walk in the second, Braxton Garrett was unbelievable this afternoon. He was truly and nearly unhittable. And you make a really good point. When that hit comes to lead off an inning, sometimes you can see things start to unravel. You're worried about the about the runner on first base and this and that. Nope, he put the blinders on, stayed focused on what he needed to do, and he was absolutely terrific. And it's something that Skip Schumacher needed after Sandy Yet again, seeing just some of those struggles, he needs his hitters to go deeper, his pitchers, that is, to go deeper in games. That's exactly what he did. How about the bullpen? Two and a third shutout innings last night, and then they get two and two-thirds of shutout baseball this afternoon. Uh, JT Shagwa, two-thirds of an inning in relief of Braxton Garrett. Tanner Scott picked him up, and then Dylan Floro really picked Tanner Scott up, inherited a couple of the runners in the eighth inning. Floro got out of the eighth, and then he... Uh, made quick work of the San Francisco Giants in the bottom of the ninth, but the bullpen in large part has been sensational this season for the Marlins, and they kept at it again this afternoon. Marlins coaches have been super high on JT Shaguan, and it just coming off that injured list, he picked up right where he left off. He didn't skip a beat, so he was very good here today. Tanner Scott ran into a little bit of bad luck. He was good as well. You know, he had those... He got the he got Wade Jr. That was to ground into uh, ground into the first out. Yes, yes. Schmidt there to the second. Bailey got his first career hit. Just put together a good at bat. Shot it the other way. And then Johnson had that little bunt perfectly placed. Nothing he could do about it. So good move by Skip. Just playing the matchups. Had Floro come in, took care of business right there against uh, against Estrada. So so even Scott, who had a couple runners on, still did a fantastic job. I mean, just everyone in the bullpen. And then. We cannot say enough good things about Dylan Flora has just allowed has allowed just 
in two games of his 21 appearances are the only games that he allowed runs in. And those two were just one of those games that you just throw out. He has been fantastic for the Marlins. Well, he really has. And the move of the day for me might go unnoticed, but after the Marlins got a one nothing lead in the bottom of the eighth inning, Skip Schumacher made a couple of defensive changes. He took Garrett Hampson, he put him from right field into center field, removed Xavier Edwards, who was making just his second career major league start in center field this afternoon, and his 13th as a professional. Peyton Burdick went to right, but Garrett Hampson absolutely robbed Wilmer Flores of extra bases leading off the bottom of the ninth inning. That's a great move by Skip, and Kelly Hampson's been really good in center field. And Hampson does not have a lot of experience out there, but when had asked him about it, he said he enjoys the challenge mostly because he knows the tools that he has, and the biggest tool that that player has is his speed and he used it here today great read off the bat he ran a long way to get to that ball robbed Flores of extra bases you look down into the Giants dugout after he made that catch everyone's heads were hung low they knew that that was their opportunity and Garrett Hampson just robbed them of it now offensively this afternoon Kelly uh, let's start with Brian De La Cruz. I know we've obviously talked a lot about him, but he extended his Major League best and career personal best hitting streak to 14 games this afternoon with a fourth inning single. And, I mean, you know, again, and I'll say it again. I said it on the broadcast. This is a guy to me that has gone up and down throughout the course um, of his career. But this season, the, the lows have not lasted all that long. He's been able to snap out of funks. And, I mean, this is a guy you cannot take out of the lineup because he's been so good for the Marlins. He's forcing Skip's hand. And he could have had two hips, hits tonight if it wasn't for that fantastic play by Estrada in the seventh inning. Dela Cruz just doing what he does best and is just staying inside that baseball and hitting the ball up the middle. That's exactly what he did there in the seventh. And Estrada made that fantastic play, uh, twisting his body as his momentum was taking him the opposite direction. So Dela Cruz could have had two here tonight, but squaring off the baseball, doing a really nice job. And, and it's just really nice to see the mental toughness from Dela Cruz because a lot of times, and, and Garrett Cooper had made a great point when we had chit-chatted a little bit. He said that, Everybody who's here in the big league level, they're physically capable of being successful at this level. It's the mental side of it, which is what weeds people out. And to see Dilla Cruz understand that game and not let things unravel, and that's really what's impressed me most about him. All right, Kelly, great stuff today. Let's do it one final time in San Francisco tomorrow afternoon. It's going to be a 4 o'clock start back home, 1 o'clock locally here in San Francisco. See you then. All right, that's Kelly Sacco. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Let's take a listen to the highlights from this ball game this afternoon. Again, Braxton Garrett was great for Miami. Outside of the first inning leadoff single by Tyro Estrada, he buckled down and would retire 19 of the final 20 San Francisco Giants that he faced this afternoon. Braxton Garrett worked into the seventh. He worked six and a third this afternoon. Now offensively for the Marlins, they left a couple of men on base in the second. They grounded into an inning-ending killing double play in the top of the fourth, and then they did so again in the sixth. The lone run in this ballgame this afternoon came in the eighth inning. Tyler Rogers last night for the Giants collected his second save of the season. Gabe Kapler asked him to come on in the eighth inning this afternoon. It appeared as if it would be relatively easy, but it immediately got difficult because Garrett Hampson reached on an E5 by J.D. Davis leading off the top of the eighth inning. Following Hampson was Xavier Edwards, who dropped down a sacrifice bunt that went 3-4. to four. The putout went Wade to Estrada. And with Garrett Hampson at second base with one out in the eighth inning, John Birdie, the leadoff man, stepped into the box for the Marlins. 
2-1 pitch. The birdies, a line drive. Into right field, the base hit for birdie. Rounding third is Hampson. Throw comes in towards the plate. It's not handled by Bailey. Birdie's going to end up at second. And the Marlins take a 1-0 lead here in the eighth this afternoon in San Francisco. And would you believe it, as good as Logan Webb and Braxton Garrett were today, the one run was all that the Miami Marlins needed this afternoon. In the bottom of the eighth inning, Tanner Scott came on and relieved J.T. Shagwa, who got the final two outs in the seventh for Braxton Garrett. Scott, and as Kelly alluded to, got Wade and Schmidt before Bailey and Johnson singled. That brought Dylan Floro into the ballgame, and he got the final out of the eighth inning. The Marlins got a leadoff man aboard, and they had a runner at second base with nobody out in the ninth, but Camilo Doval struck out Wendell, got Fortes the bounce out to short, and then proceeded to strike out Garrett Hampson to end the top of the ninth inning. Speaking of Garrett Hampson, Dylan Floro came back out looking for an inning and a third and a save this afternoon, trying to put the finishing touches on his faith, uh, his fifth save of the season. I beg your pardon, and he would. But Garrett Hampson made a sensational catch robbing Wilmer Flores of extra bases leading off the ninth. Here's the 1-2 pitch to Wilmer Flores, and that is hit high in the air, pretty deep left center field. On the run is Hampson, going back De La Cruz, out of the warning track! Oh, a catch by Garrett Hampson! He just robbed Wilmer Flores of extra bases leading off the ninth. What a play by Garrett Hampson. And after Flores was robbed by Hampson, Dylan Floro struck out Michael Conforto, and then the last hope for the San Francisco Giants this afternoon was the veteran right-handed hitting third baseman, J.D. Davis. And here's the one-two pitch. Swung on it, missed strike three. He got him with a sinker, and this ball game is over. The Miami Marlins have won their second one-nothing contest this season, and they beat the San Francisco Giants one to nothing in the middle game of this three-game weekend series between these ball clubs this afternoon. For the Miami Marlins, their 15th one-run win of 2023 today. They are 15-2 and two in one-run contests. What a uh, sensational effort by Braxton Garrett, who started it on the mound, and then by J.T. Shagwa, Tanner Scott, and Dylan Floro in relief. A terrific catch by Garrett Hampson at the top of the ninth inning to take away extra bases from Wilmer Flores, and John Birdie had the biggest hit of the afternoon for the Marlins. The Marlins today had their chances against Logan Webb, who was very good in his own right. Six shutout innings for the San Francisco Giants. And uh, Logan Webb now six consecutive quality starts for San Francisco. But the Marlins, again, they had their chances today. They grounded into two double plays. They've now grounded into 40 as a ball club this season. But the Marlins were one for 10 with runners in scoring position this afternoon but they get one hit with runners in scoring position. It came courtesy of John Birdie in the eighth inning, and it proved to be the difference maker here in San Francisco today. Taking a look at the totals from this ball game for the Marlins, one run, five hits, one error, seven men left on base. And for the Giants, no runs, three hits, two errors. They leave four men on base. JT Shagwa collects his first victory as a Miami Marlin. Trev or, uh, Tyler Rogers, I beg your pardon, is the loser. He is 0-4 for the San Francisco Giants this season. Dylan Floro collected his fifth save for the Miami Marlins. His first, that is, uh, has uh, come in more than one inning of work. A one in the third inning save for Dylan Floro this afternoon. Punched out two and uh, a terrific day for the Marlins. As for the Miami Marlins pitching staff this afternoon, 
They strike out 10, and that means that $250 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you very much. Let's head down to listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say following the one nothing win over the Giants. Uh, Skip, Brax, six and the third shutout, just what stood out about him and just what he was able to do today? 90% first pitch strikes always help. Um, his career high, I'm assuming, and our career, our season high. Um, thought his two seam was really good, opened up his changeup and opened up his cutter. And when you can work both sides of the plate, with a really big zone uh, from the umpire um, on both sides. Um, he, was, he was pretty effective, and um, just commanding the zone was soft contact. I mean, he checked every box. It was it was well well-pitched game today. Only 70-some pitches. Was it the comebacker that got him that, that reason that he came out afterwards or something like that? Or just what was no, I just felt like it was, it was time. You know, you watch it, and, uh, you know, he was doing really well. Um, probably the toughest... Uh, pull that I've had to do, you know, to take him out of the game so far in my young career because um, he was just dominating, uh, you know, six and a third. And I f- felt like Conforto was going to be his last at bat, the Davis at bat. Um, I felt like we had some back end bullpen guys that could take over that game. And we trust him. And uh, Brax did plenty for us to, to win. And um, he did his job. And the offense finally able to pull through in the eight, take advantage of an error, and Birdie gets a big hit. Just to finally be able to get the run, get something and be able to make sure that Garrett's start didn't get wasted. Yeah, I mean, a couple of things happened. Birdie, um, you know, really good player, just a baseball player. And um, he does the little things to help you win, um, whether it's defensively, base running, plays all over the, all over the place, um, and, you know, really good job hitting right there. Hampson running down that ball in the gap. You know, I, I was hoping that was going to stay in the park. I didn't think he was going to catch it. Um, and uh, just overall, just a well-played defensively, defensive game as well. Where exactly did that ball get him? Uh, right above the ankle. The, the left ankle? Yes. You've talked about Brax and how you know, he has that ability to just throw strikes. I mean, is it rare to be 25 years old and feel so comfortable with being who he is at his age? No, I, I, he, he had 17 or 18 starts last year, and um, so I think he knows that he's a pitch maker, and Again, he, he's creative out there and a really good job by Fortes as well, you know, going back and forth and finding out what, he, you know, what is working. And, you know, maybe it was the cutter last game, but it was the two-seamer today. Um, so I feel like they're, ha- they're building a really good relationship uh, back there. And, yeah, I think Brax has confidence. I don't think he lacks confidence. The one thing Brax doesn't do is scare. He doesn't have 97 in his, in his back pocket. Um, Brax doesn't scare. He goes right after you. And, um, and it's a lot of soft contact today, which... Uh, you know, we always benefit from. You mentioned earlier today how the, the cutter kind of opens up some, some more lanes um, for Braxton. Um, but what does it do for Fortes kind of for, from a game-calling standpoint to have that extra pitch in his- Yeah, I mean, the, the cutter opens up a lot of things if you can throw it for strikes. So you can throw it up and in and down and in. Um, the slider was a put-away pitch, so it wasn't just the cutter. He could put away with the slider. Um, but if you're thinking in as a hitter, then it opens up lanes. And uh, you know, that's why the sinker was so effective today, or the two-seamer, and um, mixing a changeup here and there as well. Always has his curveball, like we said. But you know when he needs to use both sides of the plate. But now that he's developed that cutter, it can put it in back of people's minds that he has it. And it's not just a cutter. It's a good cutter. Um, and then you mix that in and you start Xing guys, it's, you know, you're pretty successful. Those of us who 
haven't seen him pitch. It's hard to reconcile that 11 on the, uh, you know, the stat line against Atlanta. I mean, what was the difference between that game and what we've seen really the last two games from him? I, I, you're going to have some hiccups every now and then. I think you'll have, uh, you know, some really big, really good pitchers in the league will have some of those, some of those outings. Um, I think Brax, you know, with the new pitch, I think he feels really confident in throwing that at any time um, because he already had three other, you know, pretty good ones. So now you can throw that behind the count, um, just miss barrels off the barrel, um, which, you know, helps you, you know, get into deeper in the game and um, get back into counts. And, and he just has a new toy, and uh, which, um, you know, is, is helping all the other pitches. And that's the cutter? That's the cutter, yeah. When, when did he implement it? Uh, a couple starts ago. Um, he's been working on it, and uh, but he re- felt really good in, in Arizona with it. Okay, you—he's the one you were talking about early on, where how difficult it is to introduce a new pitch in the middle of a season. Yeah, it's credit to him, credit to Mel, and um, you know our pitching group, and just you know trying to always get our guys better, whoever it is, and um, you know not just you know throw a bullpen. It's you know how are we going to get guys better, and um, that's that's what we're trying to do with everybody, and um, it's working really well with Brack so far, and. You know, for the ability for him to not only try it but um, feel good about it and use it in a major league game. It's not, it's one thing to throw it in the bullpen, but to try it in a major league game just shows how confident he is in it. All right, that was Skip Schumacher. I had a chance to catch up with John Birdie, who delivered the RBI single to give the lone run for the Marlins. Here's that conversation right now. All right, Kyle, thank you very much. We're here with John Birdie. Drove in the big run in the eighth. Let's first start with that at bat. What were you trying to see there? Uh, something out over the plate. Um, their pitchers got to give them credit. Web, web through really well for them and worked the edges all day. So was just staying uh, convicted to my approach and looking for something out over the plate that I could do something with. Speaking of Webb, six innings today, but that was his shortest start since April 10th. What was the game plan going up against Webb? Um, get him on the plate and get him in the heart of the plate. And he, um, at least to most of us, didn't seem to miss over the heart of the plate at all. He just worked the corners. Um, really well today, and, and anytime that's going on with a good pitcher like that, you just got to grind and battle as best you can. What impressed you most about Braxton Garrett? I mean, my goodness, he filled up the zone all day. His sinker was working really well. Uh, he was mixing his pitches really well, uh, gave us an amazing start, and then obviously our bullpen, Shaggy, um, Scotty, um, and then Flo just uh, closing it out for us, so uh, it was great for us. Last one for you, John. Just the character of the team. What have you learned, I guess, about your squad 45 games into the season we're very resilient so um, things may not always go our way but uh, we're going to battle and grind and um, we like playing a lot of close games apparently <laughs> you got you absolutely you do thank you john for the time i appreciate it thanks for having me all right kyle back to you all right we are right back at it this afternoon the series finale here in san francisco at oracle park it's going to be a 405 first pitch which means i've got marlins on deck at 330 as always we hope you can join us let's flip the m together miami thanks for rewinding with us this is the marlins radio network driven by auto nation